What another week in the NHL. You're tapped in. To find out all the latest that's affecting your fantasy squad, the Friday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, diving into Connor Bedard's return. The Jets' power outage. Why can't they score? And are we going to throw some flowers at Flower? You know we are. And what about some clubs on the outside looking in? Dark Horse Playoff Squads, breaking it all down on Friday's episode. Let's tap in. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it through another week of fantasy hockey dominance. We hope, and shout out to all the everydayers holding us down, making us your first listen Every single day, we could not be doing it without y'all out there holding us down every single week. Smash that five-star review. Drop us a little subscribe on the YouTube channel. Let us know what you want to see because, steal yet another jam-packed episode full of NHL news. I say it every single day, but right now, this is what you're going to get in mid to late February, pushing towards that March 8th trade deadline. So much going on. We got Connor Bedard back. We'll touch on it quickly. This Winnipeg Jets squad is one that you were unsure of coming into this season, and now all of a sudden, things aren't exactly 100% rosy. I still think they're a playoff team, but the power outage, players are not scoring goals. We'll talk about the Winnipeg Jets a little bit. Marc-Andre Fleury, all of a sudden, once again, a very valuable name in the mix with a lot of good team steel. I don't know where you think he's going to land, but I think we should talk about it. And speaking of those playoffs, dark horse teams, teams that are outside right now looking in, Steel and I have a couple that we're looking at. Might be worth a little sprinkle, sprinkle. And speaking of which, Friday, same game parlay, only one game on the board, but I'm ready for a big night of loot, Steel. I don't even care. I'm picking winners tonight. That's what's <laughs> happening. Over to you, brother. This Connor Bedard situation, obviously there's not a whole lot of fantasy takes to be had here other than 33 points in 39 games. He is going to be a big bump for somebody closing in on that top spot or perhaps fighting to get a spot in the fantasy postseason. And he's just that type of player to bring that offense for you over the last stretch of games. Yes, he is. Very special player indeed. And I actually can't believe it's already been six weeks since the game that he yeah. uh, that he broke his jaw against the New Jersey Devils. So the heck, it, time flying right now. It's absolutely incredible uh, or insane how time flies, especially that we just started 2024. But Connor Bedard back in the lineup for the Chicago Blackhawks. I guess he wanted to really take on Sidney Crosby once again and kind of sure. make sure he can dominate in the faceoff circle like he didn't in the first game of his NHL right. career. Uh, since Connor Bedard's been out, though, the Blackhawks and you know they have not been a good team whatsoever mm. this year at all. They're 14, 36, and three on the season. They mm. went three, 11, and one without Bedard in the lineup. Ouch. So it's been an absolutely blue, a brutal ride. Uh, they're bottom of the Western Conference, bottom of the league right now, currently mm. on a seven game losing streak. So this is a great opportunity for Connor Bedard just to get back in the lineup, get get skating with his teammates again in game action and and see what he can do with some of his teammates who have struggled without him. And like you said, it, it, it's crazy that he still leads the rookie scoring with 33 points in 39 games. Mm -hmm. My boys Brock Faber and Marco Rossi are right on his tail, though. He doesn't quite have that Calder Trophy locked up, but to have 33 points in 39 games while the rest of rookies have been mm. playing 45, even 50-plus games so far this season, he's still leading rookies. It's just a testament to what he can do in the at the NHL level at such a young age. 
number one, great to see him back early. Good for the yes. NHL. Good for GM owners. We're going to move on from this. I believe he's tied Steele with Brock Faber right now. He is points. tied, yes. But there we go. It's still an impressive stat. And let's just see what they're able to do without him, with him back in the lineup in terms of maybe coming off the mat. They are the worst team in the NHL, Steele. And I'm not going to break this down anymore. But their offensive output is only four more than the San Jose Sharks. And we saw the San Jose Sharks team go on multiple ugly double-digit losing streak. So all I need to say is I'm excited to see this young player's ability to come back from his first-time injury. I mentioned it before. Six weeks, a fractured jaw. It's a significant injury. This is his first one in his career. Can he come back and produce at the same level? It's a big, big question mark, and it's one thing that superstars do, and I think he'll do just that. Now, the Winnipeg Jets, speaking of offense, this is a team steal that in 10 out of 11 games, their 10 out of their last 11 games have scored two or fewer goals, and this is a power out you got to talk about this because considering how good this team was and still is, in my opinion, this has got to mean Kevin Shevel day off. By the way, you and I talk about some guys behind the bench, some guys in the front office who deserve a lot of credit. Kevin Shevel day off in terms of how he's maneuvered those contracts for Shifley and Hellebuck and that trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois. This guy's got to be in the mix for one of the best GMs going right now. So do you think, and this is the question I have for you, aside from your take on what's happening with the Jets, do you think this makes them more of an active team at the deadline, knowing that they got the stud in Hellebuck, they got their stud in Morrissey on the blue line, we like their balanced attack, again, here's the theme with these teams. Does that make him a much busier GM, knowing that he might need to bring in a little offensive love here, Steele? Guys like Ehlers not getting it done. Yeah, I think the I think the Winnipeg Jets will definitely be active at the trade deadline. This is another team that we could see going all in. You know, they already traded for Sean Monahan, and I'm not saying that's the guy that's going to take them over the edge, but they're definitely going to be active right. come the trade deadline. And I don't think it's going to be for an offensive player. I actually think okay. they need to maybe make some. Uh, uh, they need to address someone on the uh, right side of their defensive core right now. I think that's where maybe some holes are, but they're in a little bit sure. of a lull right now. Okay. Fifteen goals for in the last eleven games. 23 goals against in their last 11 games. So if my math checks out correctly, <laughs> 1.36 goals, average goals for uh, in that time and 2.09 goals against in that time average. Mm. Um, you know, th it speaks again, high, high values and a, a great testament to what they can do defensively. And a lot of the credit goes to Connor Hellebuck for being the best goaltender in the NHL right now. Um, but they're in a little bit of a lull. There's no question about that. They're four, five, and one in their last 10 games. Mm -hmm. Even the games that they've won, you know, a 2-1 win against Chicago, a 2-1 win against Ottawa, a 1-0 shutout win against the San Jose Sharks. Right. Uh, side note, my, that five and a half under hit the other night, which was great. Dang, you're but, cooking. you know, these are three teams that you should be winning 6-2, 6-3 maybe, or even 7-2. Sure. This should be a, a domination against the bottom three teams or bottom four teams in the NHL right now. And they're just in a little bit of a lull, a lull offensively. Sean Monaghan hasn't recorded a point in the four or five games that he's played with the Winnipeg Jets. Mm. But I really like the look of their, you know, their entire offensive group. Uh, the top six, especially Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor. We know what they're capable of doing. Yep. You know, Sean Monaghan is the new guy on the team. He still's got, he still has to get accustomed 
to uh, Gabriel Velarde, who's been in and out of the lineup, and Cole Perfetti. Sure. That's a new line, uh, a new second line for them. Yep. And then even their bottom six: Morgan Barry, Nemestikov, and Ayafalo taking up the fourth line. Yeah, we love that bottom six. Yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, the the, the offensive group for the Winnipeg Jets is sound in my opinion, and I do believe they're a playoff team. You said that preseason that they're going to be a mm-hmm. playoff team. I couldn't agree more. I think they need to address someone on the de- defensive side of things. And just looking at the trade uh, trade bait board right now, Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, Sean Walker, uh, uh, Jacob Chikrin. You know, there's a lot of defensemen out there who are in the top 10 on the trade bait board. A- mm. And I think that's where they're going to look to because I right. honestly think that their offensive group right now, they're a bunch of studs, but they're in a little bit of a low. They're not as bad as the LA Kings on the losing streak they've been going through. Or, uh, or what's going on with the LA Kings right now. They're still, you know, they're four or five and one in the last 10, but they need to get some big wins against these lower tier teams. You can't afford to lose these points. I'm not going to disagree with you in terms of them going after a defenseman because I think given how close they think they are to being a real cup winning team, I think they're going to do everything they can to add up front and on the back end. So I'm not going to disagree with you. However, knowing that this team, I think, has actually struggled to score goals for most of the year. It's just right now really exacerbated when yeah. you look at a run, how how they've gone on two or less goals. And you're only four, five, and one. I think that speaks volumes to how good the rest of the team is. They are behind teams in scoring this year, like the New York Islanders steal. <laughs> they have only scored more goals by one than the Arizona Coyotes and Columbus Blue Jackets, 21st most in the NHL. That's not just because of these 10 games. Obviously, those play into it. But that tells me that they do need to address the forward group just a little bit. I'm loving everything about it in terms of like yeah. the quality and the balance, no doubt. But if we're talking about going through teams like Edmonton and the balance of groups like Vegas and other squads, you're going to have to bring it a little bit more because even Colorado has more firepower. However, the rest of this episode has a bunch more firepower coming. We got to talk about flower. We got to talk about on the outside looking in dark horse NHL clubs that could go on a run that are outside of the playoffs currently. Got a couple of same game parlays, I think, coming up for Friday night's bet. Steel's been cooking. I'm struggling. But we're bouncing back, baby, because today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. With over, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, leave a five-star review. Make sure you make your way over to you to the YouTube channel of Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can also find it on Amazon Fire TV now, which is incredible. Locked mm. On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So make sure you go over to YouTube, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, and go check them out on Amazon Fire TV. Absolutely incredible that they're on there now. 
Uh, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked mm-hmm. On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip and I. We're getting after it right now. We're going to yes, get to sir. big time bets at the end of the episode. Only one game on the schedule for Friday night. We're going to yep. talk about a couple of dark horses, but first let's talk about one of my favorite teams, one of the favorite goaltenders out there across the league, Mark andre Fleury. Listen, Steele, when teams are rumored to be interested in flower like the Colorado Avalanche, Toronto Maple Leafs, I've heard a number of other playoff teams circling the wagons for Marc-Andre Fleury. Number one, this is a good opportunity for me to shout out my boy Billy G in the front office. He's not going to be letting Flower go for anything cheap. So I don't know what it's going to look like to get him off of their hands. But I think he is the perfect kind of steadying presence to go to a team like the LA Kings. That's the last team I wanted to mention because I've heard it as well. And of course, these are rumors. Of course, there's about 150 of them poor afternoon right now. So it's hard to keep your finger on it. But the teams like the Devils, teams like the Avalanche, teams like the LA Kings, those are the three squads that I see the most likely to go for a goalie because I really do think that's all that they're missing in terms of going on a little bit of a run. We'll talk about some squads outside looking in on a minute on going on a run. But I think Marc-Andre Fleury, after what I've seen from him in his last five games, by the way, Steele, looking sensational of late. Classic flower. One more sniff at it, and here he goes. And I'm not saying he was playing bad this season, because I think, actually, you tell me, you've watched a lot more Minnesota Wild hockey than me. I think a 2.83 and a nine, uh, 2.83 goals against and a 9.02 save percentage, along with that record, has actually been really good for flower this year. And I think he saved their bacon a little bit. So I'll leave it at this. I think right now, you take a real deep look at Marc-Andre Fleury on a week-to-week basis if he moves squads because I think he that means he's going to get a lot of good looks on a good team, and obviously that means his, his value goes up. But right now he's also serving as a really good fill-in on a game-to-game basis, fantasy-wise yeah. at least. Yeah, I think he has really saved uh, the Minnesota Wild season at a point, especially when Philip Gustafson was out of the lineup for two weeks at the beginning of 2024. He's got a winning record so far this season, 10-9-3, like you said, a 9-0-2 save percentage, a 2.83 goals against average. Obviously, he's not quite what he used to be uh, throughout his NHL career, but he still brings a ton of value, especially fantasy-wise, for any uh, for any GMs out there who need a, a goaltender. I've seen him on the waiver wire in a few leagues. I forget what percentage of rostered he's at right now on Yahoo, but he's definitely mm-hmm. out there because, um, again, you know he's only played 22 games so far this season. He hasn't got right. quite the amount of starts that we expected. And yep. I agree with you. I think he's going to remain somewhere in the Western Conference, whether he remains with the uh, remains with the Minnesota Wild or he's potentially traded to. I know we've talked about. Uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche have come up quite a few times. You mentioned the LA Kings now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. with Marc-Andre Fleury. And I yep. did have a point to make, but I, now I forget what I wanted to say. It's, it's <laughs> flipped my mind a little bit. Look, th- that's fine. And the only thing that comes along with Marc-Andre Fleury, aside from him playing well right now, is the winning caliber. That's the main reason yeah. why these teams were willing to take a risk on him before the fact that he's played really well over the last handful of games and overall this season. But that's just it with Flower. He has been able to get it done in the clutch. And when you're a team like L.A., who we think they basically have all the parts to make some noise, obviously Colorado, a couple of years removed from a Stanley Cup, Nathan McKinnon, boom, they can make some noise. These are the clubs that this player is going to go to anyway, Steele. That's just one of those angles with him playing well. If you already have your finger hovering around Flower or perhaps you have him as an insurance piece, as a backup right now, You might be on to fool's gold. This is the angle that you can take as a fantasy GM that will get you that loot in the end of the season. However, Steele, 
teams on the outside looking in. Who are you looking at? The two that I have are pretty safe. The two that I have make a lot of sense. I have one from the West and one from the East, but hit me with yours first so that I can trip you a little bit if they're the same as me. Yeah, well, this actually kind of works out perfectly, and I'm not going to go with the Minnesota Wild. Oh. You, know, you, know, you know how bad I want to go with the yeah, Minnesota you Wild, to. and I still think that they can make the playoffs, but I'm going to go with two other teams. I'll start with my Eastern Conference team first, and you you already know who it's going to be. I'm going with the New York Islanders. They're mm. at 57 points on the season. Yeah. They're three points out of a second wild card spot. You know, they've continued to struggle, no questions about it, even with Patrick Waugh taking over mm. behind the bench. They're three, four, and three in their last 10 games. They continue to keep the puck out of their own net and score goals at the same time. That's something that really desperately needs to change. And it, it, it's to me, again, one of the big things that I've talked about with this team is that they need to get younger, they need to get faster. They have a lot of veterans on their team, Back. especially in their bottom six. I like the look of their top six right now. You know, Bo, Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzell, Brock Nelson, Pierre Engvall, uh, Kyle Palmieri has been pretty good for them over the last three weeks. But they need to get younger. They need to make a trade at the deadline for another offensive piece. Uh, whether that's in the top six or bottom six, it just mm -hmm. needs to be a younger, faster player. And they need to get some of the cap off of their uh, contracts off of their cap right now. So that's my team. I really think that, again, defensive defensive minded teams mm -hmm. can really take a team deep into a playoff run. I like the New York Islanders as my Eastern Conference team as a team look outside looking in. Two things. I knew you were going to say this because you're sticking to your guns and you've been saying this now for a long time about this yeah. Islanders team because it's a fact. They've got a great balanced blue line and Ilya Sorokin is one of the best in the business. And that's really, I guess, one of the things that we keep looking at them and saying, why don't you make a move up front? You mentioned the cap. There's one of the reasons. This is a nice segue into my team in the same division, one point ahead of them, the New Jersey Devils. And the caveat yeah. here is, is actually going to be the same caveat with my team out west. It depends on what they do heading into March at the deadline because I'm not ready to say that they're a dark horse team with Vitek Vanacek and Nico Dawes as the tandem or Akira Schmid or whoever it is in there. None of those goalies are putting any shred, not like a little bit, not a shred of confidence in me that they're able to take out a team in seven in a seven-game series, especially when Steel. You got teams like the Florida Panthers right now flexing their muscle as I don't see a squad coming close to even teams like the Rangers and the Hurricanes if you're talking about the Devils and Islanders. Don't even get me started on being close to the Panthers. So some of these squads who have holes are going to need to make moves, and I think the Devils, though, all of that preamble and detraction said, <laughs> if they do bring in a piece, if they are able to get out of the first round and they get Dougie Hamilton back, those are a couple of big ifs deal. This team we know has all of the offensive talent and balance up front. Nico Hishier, Jack Hughes, Studs, Andre Palat, playoff performers. They have it now. They Dawson Mercer. They have all the forward balance that they need. Can they address the back end? That's my team, and I'll just spit it out quick because in the same vein, the Calgary <laughs> Flames become major sellers, and they move out Tanev, and they move out Hannafin. I forget who made this point. Was it Amato or maybe uh, John Mattis? If they lose their top two defensemen and they don't move Markstrom or whoever is in goal, they become exposed, and I think yeah. the rest of this season will go off the rails quickly. So with that said, right now, everything going their way, I don't see them being sellers because they're knocking on that door. And I think with Jacob Markstrom 
basically, to me, Steele, reading into this, I don't think he wants to go anywhere, so I'm just going to buy and do that he stays, and this team can make the postseason. They're a pesky little club. We like how they're playing right now. I'm going to stop talking and turn it over to you. The Flames are my pick as a little dark horse club on the outside looking in right now. I believe it was Michael Amato who alluded to that point about Jacob Markstrom and potentially... uh, It's a good point. uh, Yeah, so I believe it was him. But yeah, that is a great point to keep an eye out for if they become sellers, which I don't think they will come to the trade deadline if they continue this up. I'll get to my second team after the break. We'll get to big time bets very, very soon. But first, this episode is also brought to you by Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game knock over well as you'd hope? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code Locked On. Again, this is a discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month. Just go to www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, leave a five-star review. I appreciate all that love and support you show us Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, sorry, we, we, not I. (laughs) Uh, You know know how it is. I got you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate that. But just continuing on the conversation about some dark horse teams before we get to big-time bets, uh, just just to point out with the New Jersey Devils real quick, I think this would be clearly a different situation, a different season for them. If they haven't lost so many games to injury, Dougal, Dougie Hamilton's been a huge part of that. If he was on this team, yeah. I think they're in a playoff spot, maybe, uh, maybe top three in the Metro, but I, I think agree. more, more wild card spot. If they don't, if they don't lose Jack Hughes for 15 games, mm. then they're, they're in a completely different spot right now. But I think if they make a trade for a goaltender, it could really boost their season and make a push for a playoff spot. I agree. And then, um, your Western Conference team. That was the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames. And just for just for uh, betting sake, steal Devils to make the playoffs minus one sixty right now. Flames to make the playoffs plus two eighty. Just for fun. I believe the Islanders are plus one fifty or plus two fifty along those lines. Somewhere up to as plus well. two eighty for the. Oh Islanders. wow, two eighty now that's on juicy. the New York Islanders. That is very juicy. I think they can get it done. That's just my take on the uh, New York Islanders. My last or my second team for the dark horse. And I think this might be another given, but I'm going with the Nashville predators on this one. I've said this mm. oh, quite, I've said this over the last yeah. few years that yes, the Nashville predators are always a dark horse for me. And, and I've been very surprised at how great Ryan O'Reilly's been to their club this entire season. He's been a great addition. Gustav Nyquist has been a great addition. This is a team that is a mixture of veterans and young talent right now. Luke Evangelista, Tommy Novak, um, uh, Trennan, uh, Lazan, Cody Glass. There's a few mm-hmm. other guys on the big year from Forsberg too. Big year from Forsberg, 53 points in 53 games. But I have to mention this: we've talked a lot about the workload of Alexander Gorgiev right now. He has mm. played, he has played 45 games so far for the Colorado Avalanche. The second most is UC Soros with 42 games played this season. I think they're going to have to give a little bit more of the workload over to Kevin Lankinen, even though he's only played 10 games and he's not as great of a goaltender, clearly, as UC Soros. They Mm -hmm. might need to reduce that. But however, 
if yeah. they are fighting for a playoff spot and you need big wins and you need two points, you've got to go with your best goaltender. So I'm afraid that if they do push UC Saros too far and they make the playoffs, it might gas him for the first round of the postseason. But that's my dark horse team because they have been a dark horse this entire season. Kind of a dark horse-ish type franchise deal. Yeah. Just floating under the radar permanently. They've also just not played well over their last 10 games. Three, six, and one. You know, I think this is one of those clubs that is struggling to find its identity. I think that's why whenever you have a team with a goalie as good as UC Soros and there's all these rumors out there, I understand why. I understand the contract and I understand the appeal. It's just one of those things that obviously this team is a bit in flux. So hard for me to put my finger on them, although they have all the makings to get there. And if aside from that recent 10-game stretch, they'd be knocking on the door even more so than they already are. So I'm yeah. here for that take. Also, I think I just saw their odd plus 215 for them to make the postseason. Don't hate that odd either, Steel. Speaking of which, nice little segue there. <laughs> Same game parlays if you're okay i'm just gonna bang mine up because rattle it off baby rattle I think it off these are <laughs> angles are clear and if i get pooched <laughs> on this one now steel i'm gonna start to get a little wee bit upset if you get me because i'm starting to get annoyed here however carolina into the mullet arena in the desert in zona canes money line full stop they're eight one and one in their last 10 against arizona arizona is playing like no pun intended, straight dog water. 0-7 in their last seven games, 3-6 and six in their last nine games at home. I don't need to read off anymore, but I'll do one more. 2-9 and a nine in their last 11 overall against Carolina. Canes, money line, give me the under 6.5. I know you're going to like that one as well. In the last 10 games, it's a split. I'll leave some stats for you. Sebastian Ajo, anytime assist. This is the best player on the Canes. I like how he distributes the puck. I was going to cop out and do anytime point, but the odds on this are going to be pretty low. So give me Ajo, anytime assist for another nice little scene game parlay, which I assume you're going to like. I like the picks. I like the team you're going with. I've got a little bit of a, you know, you know, different look at this game, but I'm with you all the okay. way. Hurricanes on the puck line plus 128 against the Arizona Coyotes out of those eight wins seven times the puck line or they've won uh, seven times they've won by two or more goals so I'm taking the puck line at plus 128 I'm taking I like it. a total here an alternate total I'm bumping it down all the way to four and a half goals I'm taking over four and a half goals in okay. this matchup there have been a few games that have been under four and a half, five and a half, but there have also been a lot of high scoring games as well. So I'm bumping it down a little bit in this parlay. Mm. Over four and a half goals is the total for me. And my player prop, Brent Burns, anytime assist. He's been quite Juicy. amazing over the last two weeks, Juicy. especially for my fantasy team all over the peripheral categories. But once love again, the fantasy plug. Bang. Gotta, gotta bang it out there. Hurricanes puck line plus 128, over four and a half goals, and Brent Burns, anytime assist. Juicy, just for, uh, you know, putting it out there, sake. Six goals, five assists in 13 career regular season games for Ajo against the Yotes. I believe he has 38 assists on the season. Really liking these same game parlay steal. I might have to mash in a Brent Burns uh, prop into mine just for fun. Big time week coming up for us next week on the show. Make sure you're tapped in. Steal, I'm fired up. Playoff season right around the corner, baby.
It's right there. We can't wait till it gets here. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, make your way over to the to the YouTube channel for Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. They also have it on Amazon Fire TV. They are here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On. We really appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.